Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 53 of Above Board with Canderpath. Today, I'm really excited because we have a good friend of mine um, and, and a guest to the show. So we don't have the Rich B today, we don't have Matt Marcoux today, but it's going to be me and my buddy Brian Heiser. Brian, say hi to the, hi to the audience. Hey everybody. <laughs> so um, Brian is a, a real estate agent. He owns his own real estate brokerage here in Orlando. The firm actually just celebrated their one-year anniversary. But what's really cool about <laughs> Brian and his company um, is that it, just inside of that one year, his team is 18 and growing. Um, he's got a, a full uh, a marketing support uh, staff as well as a number of agents. I think it's 16 agents, Brian, correct? That's correct, yeah. Yep. And I think you know what most listeners would assume in having Brian on the show that we're going to come in and, and make real estate projections and prophecies and talk about um, this ever-changing market that we're currently in. But that's actually, maybe we'll touch on some of that. I don't know. That'll be fun. Cool. Maybe towards the end. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we want to focus on Brian's journey. Um, Brian once had a thriving chiropractic business, but found himself falling out of love with his work and wanting to reinvent himself. And I think anyone who's listened to our show before, this is just such a perfect story um, with what we talk about. You know, a lot of our conversations are pursuing your passions, doing what you love. And Brian's story is, is just that. So Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Appreciate having me. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to have you. So let's maybe jump right into that conversation. Okay. Um, so you, you gave me a little bit of uh, a detail on the, on the pre-call. So started your chiropractic business about 12 years ago, 12 or 13 years ago. Gosh, yeah, and just talk to crazy. me about that journey because that's, that's what you went to school for. That's what yeah. you started doing. How, how, what did that look like? So, you know, I, uh, I, I grew up right outside of Chicago, about an hour outside of Chicago. And I was, uh, I got recruited to play basketball at a, a small little division two school, um, in, in Joliet, Illinois, like 30 minutes outside of the city. And my freshman year, my coach's wife was actually a chiropractor. So my whole you know plan was go into athletic training, do something, stay in the sports world, um, do that kind of thing. And, you know, my whole mindset shifted once, you know, the coach made us go to, you know, uh, get adjustments every single week. And I was like, what's the point? I'm healthy. I don't have back pain. You know, I, I learned all this stuff, you know, going through the first three years of, of, uh, of basketball and, um, ended up, you know, making that shift from athletic training to pre chiropractic and, uh, came down, um, have, you know, went to Palmer, you know, in Davenport, Iowa. It's the fountainhead of the chiropractic world. And, okay. uh, after graduation had to take an internship and said, you know, let's go somewhere that I haven't, you know, haven't lived before. You know, I'm a Midwest boy. I've only been to a few different places. Um, so decided to, to come down to Florida, um, in Lake Mary and interned with a guy, uh, for six months and just fell in love with the area, fell in love with, um, just the warm weather. And, uh, yeah. And then, so after my internship was over, took a job with a, another chiropractor and learned the marketing and, you know, just the different types of chiropractic. Cause that's one thing that a lot of people don't really talk about. Um, everybody thinks it's just a, a, a back clean play, you know, place. Mm -hmm. You know, but down here in Florida, personal injury is a huge part of, of a practice. You know, when we're talking sports accidents, you know, work injuries, you know, car accidents, that kind of thing. Um, so my after my internship was over, he was focused mostly on a wellness practice. I, uh, I got into the whole personal injury world. 
Um, mm. Financially, it just, you make more money that way. You know, you're working with like auto insurance, that kind of thing. Um, ended up partnering with another Cairo to open up 22 Health was the name of the, the practice. And we kind of exploded to five locations within the first five, six years. Um, basically an office a year is what we decided to do. Um, and then, you know, from there, it just, I started to lose the passion of, mm-hmm. of, you know, of helping people because it kind of turned into more of a, you know, helping, you know, I want to say, you know, the world of personal injury is a lot different than people probably imagine. You know, there's a lot of, I could see the burnout being a higher rate for you as the chiropractor, if you're operating that world, right? Yeah. And you know, the part of the, the, you know, the, the relationship my, my partner and I had was, you know, I focused more on the business management side of it, you know, um, working with hospitals, you know, different attorneys and trying to build the practice and continue to build, 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 build. Whereas his side of it was more just focusing on, you know, the doctors, you know, the patient care, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it worked perfect, you know, as a partnership, because that's kind of what I like to do. I like the business. I like to build the business. Um, I just, I just felt like our, you know, the, the plan, um, I don't want to say the plan, but the, the, the passion for helping people, I kind of lost it. And it sure. kind of just felt like, you know, I was just kind of spinning and spinning in circles, you know? So, yeah. um, we were getting closer to 2017, 2018, and I've had multiple conversations with, with Laura, with my wife about, is this what I want to continue doing? Um, our first son was basically on the way, you know? Um, well, no, shoot. No, I'm sorry. He was, he was 2016. He was about a year old. So, uh, um, shout out to Cam. Shout out to Cam. That's right. Um, so yeah, so he's just about a year old and I was working tons of hours and that's okay. I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, I'm, you know, I'll work, you know, whatever I have to, to be able to support my family. But it was, I I didn't have the flexibility that I, that I wanted be able to, Mm -hmm. you know, be home, go to Disney, you know, us, um, with the kids on a Wednesday, if, if I wanted to just kind of just take a day off. So, um, we got to a point where I decided, you know, let's, let's get my real estate license. Maybe we'll get into the whole investing in, in properties, do something that kind of, you know, I have more fun with. Mm-hmm. Um, that was 2000, you know, was it 2017, 2008, end of early 2018. And Brian, uh, for, for context at this yeah. stage of your life, we're talking probably early thirties, I think. What was which, that? It was been five years ago. So I was 32. Yeah, which which is really important because even at 32, um, depending on you know what uh, what generation you're a part of listening to this show, that might sound young, that might sound old, but I think I think in your early 30s, you, you feel like you've made you're you're over a decade into your career, you've right. made this decision, and how many people I know I see in in you know doing personal finance for folks at that point in time say, well, you know, this is the choice I made, and now this is the path I have to go down. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna burn the next several decades just continuing to do what I'm unhappy doing. Right, and yeah. I'm guessing at this point in time, you didn't know what it was going to evolve into. You didn't know that you were going to start a, a real estate brokerage and have a bunch of agents that that you lead mm-hmm. at that time yet. But Zero you idea. were taking action, <laughs> right? You were taking action to do something and take control of of those feelings, which I think is really important because most people would just say, you know what, I'll just I'll do it. I'll deal with it. Yeah. And, spend these next several decades being unhappy. 
Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, it was it was scary because you know you're you're so used to a you know a salary every single month, and you know obviously I was still self employed at that time, but you know we we built a business where you know it was it was just kind of running itself, yeah. right? So um, and that was part of the the struggle for me is I feel like you know and my wife will tell you you know, I always have to be doing something, I always have to be building something, you know. So having a, a practice. Um, with, with the five locations and not kind of still going up, up, it was kind of more just kind of a steady you know, that I was happy with that. Um, I wanted, I wanted to do something else. So the investing in properties was kind of what was going to fill my plate. So mm-hmm. got my real estate license in February, 2018, planning on, you know, just buying a property, maybe flipping it or turning it into a rental. That was kind of what the whole plan was. And, I got a phone call and I'll never forget this day. I got a phone call from Zillow um, asking to, um, you know, I knew you're, you're a new agent in the area. You know, we'd like to talk to you about, you know, market, you know, be, becoming a Zillow premier agent in Sanford, Florida, which is right next to where we live. You know, we spend a thousand dollars a month. We'll connect you to buyers. And, you know, so I was like, shoot, let's try it, you know, a thousand bucks. Okay. You know, a lot of money, you know, but let's try it. Cause I think, you know, it could be something I like to do. So then the first couple of days, I got a phone call, you know, from a, you know, a buyer saying, Hey, we're looking at a property, you know, that I'd like to like to see, is it possible that you can help me? Um, and just so the, the audience knows like the Zillow works, it's, it's a marketing platform, mm-hmm. you know? So us as agents pay into Zillow to connect ourselves with, you know, with potential buyers. And that's how that whole thing works. And um, ended up showing him like 20, 30 houses. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, he ended up finding one. We go under a contract, $800,000 house. I'm like, start doing my, the numbers in my head. And I'm like, okay, I love this. I absolutely had a blast looking at houses with, with these people, um, with this family. And I'm making money with it, you know, doing it. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, this is really, really cool. Um, so that led into... I guess kind of like falling out of love more on the chiropractic side. So sure. had a had a meeting with my partner. We were kind of we had already started a a phase where he was wanting to go one way with the company, I was wanting to go the other, and we always had amazing, you know, relationship, you know, throughout the, you know, the 7 7 years that we were together, but I kind of presented it to him where I was like, "You want to go this way, maybe we you know work a buyout." And, you know, it kind of hit him off, you know, a little bit off guard because I don't think he ever thought I was going to like want to walk away completely. So, um, yeah, being unhappy the, and making a complete life altering career change are two different things, right? I mean, not, Most not people even, don't. yeah, so it was crazy. So we ended up, you know, over the next couple of months, just kind of agreeing to terms, you know, on basically me walking away with, you know, with, with a buyout and whatnot, um, which made it a lot easier, uh, for myself to get into the real estate world because I basically had a, you know, a big chunk of money where I could say, okay, you know, that thousand bucks I was spending, maybe let's, tr- let's turn it into five now. Cause I have enough mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, to invest, you know, more into my marketing and I'm all, you know, my business relationships and building a, a business is what I'm passionate about. So, and I understand marketing. I understand that you got to put money out there in order to get, you know, the ROI. So, so yeah, so I started, you know, getting into, you know, uh, ended up getting my real estate license with uh, Charles Ruttenberg, you know, one of the largest, you know, uh, brokerages here in the state of Florida. They're basically like an 100% commission based 
you know, brokerage. So there's not a ton of, you know, of, I want to say there's support, but there's not a ton of training, not a ton of coaching. It's just more of a place to hang your license. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for me, I was like, you know, what? I have other agents that, um, that I know that I can kind of, you know, ask questions or kind of, you know, be that, you know, mentee or he can be my mentor. Um, so I went that route. Um, and yeah, I mean, from there, it just kind of took off, you know, yeah. spending money marketing, getting, to, you know, more and more buyers. I always say you get more balls in the air. Um, so I'm, I was constantly doing that. And I, and I loved it because I had the flexibility to do what I wanted to do, um, yeah. work as hard as I wanted to, I want to. Um, work when I wanted to be able to take vacations when I wanted to. I didn't feel like I was really tied down to anything. Yeah. Um, well, you're yeah. very entrepreneurial spirited too. So I feel like being able to scratch that itch even more that, I mean, you, you basically like outside looking in as a chiropractor or even as a realtor, someone might think, well, that is, that's the service-based profession that that person's in. But yeah. you on the chiropractic side wore the business hat. Yeah. Um, on operations and business development and and probably very much the same with real estate. What I think is kind of unique, and at least what, what I'm hearing is, so you get your real estate license, you, you start with the idea of, hey, we're just going to test this out, maybe flip a property, do some investment stuff. Right. And then you try this Zillow thing and you get a lead and you find out by, by, by virtue of doing that, you find out you love it. Yeah. But I'm going to guess you weren't not working still yet on the chiropractic side. Like you're still putting in the time, you're still doing work. Absolutely. And Matt, Matt talks about this a lot on previous shows and, and with clients. Like, you know, this term side hustle, it's probably overused. Yeah. But you know, oh, it, he, it was the way, it was a side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was, right? Like you find margin in your downtime to to put in extra effort somewhere else. And maybe that sucks because you're doing two jobs at once. Yeah. But that's what you had to do. As you said, you were scared when you started this, but that's also what you had to do to find out if you were really truly in love with this or not. It's not like you could just stop and devote all your time to this. You had a transitionary period where this was a side hustle. Side hustle turned into full-time job. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, the great thing about it, which, you know, like the, the stars aligned in the sense where, you know, in the, in the Cairo side of it, the business development side of it, doctors only work to like three or four o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when I went and did um, you know meetings with attorneys, lunches with attorneys, met with doctors, that was my morning. You know, I would be eight to two o'clock or nine to two o'clock doing that. And, you know, a lot of people have jobs on the real estate side. So they're calling me saying, hey, I want to see houses after five. So mm-hmm. it was basically Cairo in, in the morning, you know, real estate, you know, at night. And that's kind of how it was for a for the first, you know, six to eight months when we were kind of going through the transition of, of the buyout. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I was enjoying it because I felt like I was kind of, you know, I was building again. I was starting over. I was working, you know, I, I've, I always have to be doing something. So I was, mm-hmm. I was happy. I mean, Laura said it, she's like, Brian, you know, towards the end of 2017, she's like, you look depressed. And it's, it was mm-hmm. just because I wasn't building what I wanted. You know, I, I, I didn't feel like I can continue or I could continue to scale where I was, you know, the Cairo business anymore, just being, you know, two of us. So, so yeah. So like now getting into the whole real estate thing and I was, I was loving it. I was working, you know, when I wanted to, I was showing houses on the weekends and our son was just young enough where I could kind of get away for a few hours, go show some houses and then Mm -hmm. come back and we could hang out with the fam, you know? So, um, but yeah, so that's, uh. The transition was tough, but it was also kind of, it worked out perfect. 
How hard yeah. was it to emotionally make the decision that you knew you needed to make a change? Because I, I would assume that you didn't necessarily know if real estate was or wasn't going to work out. You ended up loving it, which was cool. But were, was there a was there a period of time where when when you said like 2017, you were feeling, you know, depressed or you were just going through the motions of the work that you were doing, not feeling the fulfillment you were hoping yeah. to get? Yeah. Um, what did that I mean, was it, did you know, okay, real estate's going to be the thing or I'm going to try this. And if this doesn't work, I'm going to try this. And if that were, was, did you have a kind of a game plan of what that, what that would look like? So Laura and I were going through, um, uh, when, when, when Cameron was born, um, we were, we were doing counseling, not in a bad way, but, um, just counseling cause it was healthy for, um, mm-hmm. for our marriage. And a lot of those conversations kept on coming out with, with our counselor basically talking about, you know, Brian, you know, how are you, you know? And I just felt like I was very stagnant and I wasn't, you know, doing what I wanted to. So, um, a lot of the conversation was, well, what makes you happy? You Mm -hmm. know? And I remember one of the meetings about, you know, when we bought our first house and talking about that process, um, of looking at houses, I had, a, I loved it. I was like, man, this is awesome. I loved it. You know, uh, we ended up hiring, um, a realtor, Peter Yates, who was my first agent, we onboarded at the brokers, you know, in, in July. Um, he was our realtor. And I talked to him about this and he laughs at me still. Um, Cause I was like, man, I'd love to get into real estate. I, I think this would be awesome. And he's like, dude, you're a chiropractor. Why would you want to get into real estate? And I was like, I don't know. I just, you know, what you do is just so much fun. Like, it just looks awesome. I mean, he's pulling up, he's dressed casual. He's got a nice car and like, you know, he's working outside, meeting new people every day. Like, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And the money that you make selling homes is, I mean, it's not bad, you know? Yeah. So, especially in the I think that should be even more motivational for people listening, though. The idea that his comment to you was, dude, you're a chiropractor. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> in the optics of that situation is you couldn't have two more opposite ends of the spectrum from, from an industry perspective. Like, one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. Right. And that's okay because if you find passion in what you're doing, it doesn't have to doesn't have to make sense. It yeah. doesn't have to. As long as you enjoy it, that's I think what matters the most. And how many people go to college and get a degree and end up changing their career? I mean, yeah. we were, Laura and I were talking about this last night. You know, you're 18 years old. Like how do you you don't have it figured out yet, you know? Right. There's so many people that just change career paths and and whatnot, but you know, being 32, like you said, it's you kind of feel like if you don't do it now, you're never yeah. going to do it. So um, yeah. that was kind of part of my mindset was like, I'm still young enough where, you know, if I started over, I'd still have a good, you know, 20, 30 years to build a, you know, a pretty decent career. So um, I think that was the point I was trying to make too, was that that feels like a monumental shift and decision to make at yeah. 32 um, it feels even heavier at 42 or at 52, but even if someone were wait- to wait that long, let's say you're in your early forties, like you still have a couple of decades, if not right. more of work that you're going to ahead of you that you're going right. to do. Right. And so to find your passion, I know that that's easier said than done. And that's probably what someone listening to this might think, but you really pushed through, you made this a side hustle, you found something you loved, and then you made that decision to make a change. And it's just, to me, it's a very inspiring story 
Um, because how many people by the time they're in their thirties feel stuck and they're just in that job and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna put my head down and do this for the next 30 years and then collect social security. Hopefully someday, if it's still, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's it's an inspiring story. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and I always talk about, and I say, I say this to our new agents that I onboard all the time. Um, yeah, I don't want to feel like I just go through life working. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just kind of go through life doing the eight to five, you know, just are doing it for a paycheck so they can spend Saturday and Sunday, you know, doing what they really enjoy doing. Um, so we talk a lot about life work balance. Um, and I say that, you know, it's not work life balance, it's life work balance. You know, you want to mm-hmm. do something that, you know, you want to have a great life and you want to work to be able to have that life, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, so that was, you know, going through that counseling, going through, you know, that, that period of time, you know, I kind of fell into it, but at the same time, I kind of knew, you know, sure. just a teeny bit, I knew this is kind of what I wanted to do um, because of everything that I saw Peter being able to do um, with the flexibility and the schedule, um, you know, meeting new people. Uh, you know, I love negotiating. My wife mm-hmm. says I love to argue, but negotiating is kind of my thing. Um, yeah. And just, you know, just being out. You know, I feel like when you're outside showing houses on a nice, beautiful day down in Florida, like, come on, like, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. So, so, um, cool. so yeah. So like, you know, after that first deal happened, it was like, all right, you know, going, you know, just going hundred miles an hour now, put my head down, let's just rock and roll. So, um, over the next year and a half, I, I think there's 1600 agents over at Charles Ruttenberg, you know, my last two years there. I was the number one agent, you know, two years in a row and in, in regards to volume and in production and said, you know what, I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, you know, Charles Ruttenberg, great company. You know, they have a great business plan, um, but I feel like I can do it better. Yeah. Uh, so decided to take the brokerage license or, you know, broker license and our test and pass that and open up our office in July, July 1st. In a small little, like we're in it right now, um, yeah. 400 square foot little space in Winter Park Village um, because that's all I could, you know, I was really could afford. Um, and it was just me, you know, I didn't, I had nobody else. Um, yeah. So ended up, first person I called was Peter because I was like, man, I, yeah, I just opened my brokerage. Any interest in coming over? It wasn't like, it wasn't even a question to him. You know, cool. he was like dude, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Um, so that happened. And then a couple agents over from Charles Ruttenberg came over, um, because they wanted to, they saw what I was doing and wanted to kind of, you know, some, somehow like do that as well. Right. Um, so, and then it became a ripple effect, you know, of, of the other agents that they knew came over and now all of a sudden we're at 16 agents, you know, full-time agents with a couple more onboarding and, we have, you know, Gabe here, who is our director of marketing, who's the guy is just truly amazing when it comes to like social media. Like I, we are beyond blessed. He's, you know, from, you know, he's from up north and he came down here from on a Zoom interview. Wow. Um, he had no idea who I was. The trust he put in me, um, you know, was, was pretty awesome. But, well said, uh, Brian. He's also behind you listening right now. So you're saying <laughs> all is. the right things. Shout yeah. out to Gabe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um now he's been a huge, uh, a huge part of, of our growth as well because you know some of the things we do on on social media, uh, I think are are pretty awesome. If you haven't gone on our Instagram page and seen our keys videos, yeah, um, they're just so, they're just so awesome. You know when a when a buyer just 
ends up buying a house. We hand the keys off to him, have beautiful music. And it's just a cool, you know, you know, it's just a cool th- thing to be a part of. You know, you can say, you know, those first time home buyers, you buy, the, you know, they bought that first house and you were a big part of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we do a lot of that stuff and he's just been been a true blessing. I so. do. I do love your stuff on social media and everyone. So Brian is on TikTok now, which <laughs> we have a, um, I, I, you may not know this, Brian, but our host, the rich B that's his handle on, on TikTok, And he's verified on TikTok. He's got like a million oh, wow. plus followers. Um, so Brian, you are also on TikTok, and the stuff you do is really funny. It's really, it's light, yeah. it's it's good, and I know Gabe's a big a big influence on that. Um, what's your handle on there? Is it just at Brian Heiser? At Brian Heiser, yeah. Okay, yeah. B R I A N H Y S E R. Oh, it's at the Brian Heiser. Sorry, the Brian Heiser. Yeah, no, and Thank we're you, not Gabe. verified. Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> um, so a couple things I just I want to mention. You know, so so. Not to fast track it, but from 2018 when you started through now, um, it, it is. I mean, the, the the growth that you've developed is is incredible. I mean, to have a team a, t- a team total of 18, um, you were actually just recognized. Which I was following this stuff on social media too, but just a couple of weeks ago, there's um, there's uh, an Orlando Real producers like award ceremony that they do each year. And there's 24,000 realtors in Orlando. You were awarded um, the top 50 realtor award, right? Um, which I believe is based on production and maybe some other things. Yep. But also you were awarded the professionalism award, which is really cool because that's a committee of peers. So uh, for folks that don't know what that is, basically the top 500 agents in Orlando vote on that. And then once it gets whittled down to, I don't know how many people x amount five x amount yeah. of people you get they they vote again mm-hmm. um and you were awarded the professionalism award which is just incredible so i mean the idea that just a few short years ago you were an unhappy chiropractor yeah. seeking you know passion and excitement in your career to where you are today is such an amazing success story um i have a couple questions to that the first sure. one is in this in the, over these few short years what um what is something as you look back that you were maybe least expecting? Like what's a, what's a surprise to you? Uh, what's something that, that uh, you could share with the audience that, um, you know, just something you weren't expecting to happen in this journey for you? Um, you know, so, you know, back in 2018, you know, getting my real estate license, I, 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 I never thought I was actually going to start a brokerage. Um, hmm. That was dev- never in the cards. You know, it, it didn't happen until, you know, maybe I was in my third year over at Charles Rittenberg where I started to kind of realize that a lot of what they were doing, I felt like I can kind of spin it and do it a different way, which would yeah. benefit our the agents more. Um, but, you know, my plan, you know, after I got my license was just to hang my license at a, at a brokerage and not have to worry about the risk or, you know, any of the 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 business, it was more kind of like I was the business, you know, which, you know, I loved having all of, you know, I was 100% responsible for myself. You know, I, I talked to our agents all the time about, you know, building their personal brand and building their business because they are the business. You know, the brokerage is great to have a nice name behind your name, but you are the business. And that was my focus was just to, you know, just to build myself and just make enough money where I could have a great life Um, because that's what it was about. Um, I remember in my early twenties, I was thinking, you know, I want to do everything I can to, to make so much money and blah, blah, blah. And and then I think there was a point in my 
that mindset shifted to where it wasn't about the money. It was more about just having a good life, you know, and being able to do like everything I want to do, but not, it's not focused on making millions of dollars. So, um, so yeah, so like, you know, I never, the reason I, I, I decided to do the brokerage was because I felt like I could help other agents, you know, do what I did, you know, and kind of duplicate the processes that I went through. So um, yeah. that was never in the cards, but I just felt like, you know, it would, it would be a lot of fun to be able to start something and bring agents on and say, this is how you need to do it. Uh, and I can promise you, if you'd follow these, you know, 10 steps, you're going to be super successful and you're going to love the life that you created. So, man, I love that. I mean, that, that's just stuff that we preach often on this show is, is work-life balance. And I think when you hear that, a lot of times that conjures up this feeling of like, that's someone's way of saying or asking to work less and have better balance. And that's not necessarily what that conjured up for you. For you, it was making sure that the work that you're doing, because you're going to input those hours anyway, that the work that you're doing, you love. Um, And then that translates to a happier version of Brian Heiser, which translates to a better dad, a better husband, a better everything. Yeah. And I just think that that's so important. Um, It's cool, man. I, you know, it's fun watching this develop and there were things I learned today that I didn't even know. I, I, I I feel like you have a career in um, a future career in, in business development and coaching as well. So that's, uh, this is really exciting. What, uh, as we wrap up today, because we're hitting the 30 minute mark, as we wrap up, what's something you would want to leave the audience with um, that is just a, an actionable piece of advice or, and, you know, it could be something within the real estate market, but I think maybe more oh. particular to career development and what you've experienced, what's, what's something useful for the audience? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of sit back and reflect on, um, you know, what you're doing in your current life and, you know, if, you know, and find out what you're passionate, um, you know, to do. And, you know, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, or you're in your 40s, maybe early 50s, there's still a lot of time for you to kind of make a change and do something that you enjoy doing. I mean, we only have one life, right? You know, doing something that you love to do is, is I think, is important, you know? Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I would say, you know, just find something that you're passionate to do and, and do it, whether it's a side hustle, you know, or if it's, you know, you go full, you know, full time, you know, do something that you're passionate because it may, I think it'll make you feel happier, you know, I yeah. think, and that will reflect on, you know, you know, the people that you're, you're surrounded by. So, well, Brian, and the person who says that's easier said than done could listen back to episode number 51, where we address the whole conversation of easier said than done. And you got to do the hard things. You got to push through the hard things and yeah. figure out what you want in your life. So make it, make it um, a weekend thing, you know, make it, yeah. you know, do it, do it on the weekends until, it grows to a point where maybe you can kind of take a step away from your, your normal, you know, nine to five. So, um, but it is, it is, it's, it's not an easy transition, but, um, it's worth it. I think if you really put your mind to it and put in the effort. So I love it. Cool. Ryan Heiser, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you for <laughs> joining us on above board with candor path. Uh, we'll tag some of his socials, uh, in the, in the comments, in the description of this podcast. So you can go follow him. And Brian, thank you for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Love to do this again. It was a lot of fun. Anytime. See you guys. Take it easy.